Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. An easy button doesn't work. An easy button means that everyone in the world can do it. And if everyone in the world can do it, then it means they're just trying to take money from you because you're not differentiating, you're not winning. Welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. This podcast is designed to help trade contractors run their businesses more efficiently and profitably by eliminating chaos and discovering new growth opportunities. Learn from experts in the trades how to rocket your business to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. My name is Kathleen, and I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket. I am joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank, who is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, are you excited for our podcast today? Yes, time to learn about something I know very little about, marketing. Marketing is, it feels like the wild, wild west to me. Um, I'm in sales, so I know how important it is to market properly. But today in the studios, we have Brandon Pierpoint. What a fabulous, fabulous person he is. Brandon is the founder and owner of Painter Marketing Pros. He's actually celebrating his fifth year in business. And what a wealth of information he is. Painter Marketing Pros is in the painting industry. They lead the digital marketing um, and they do it so well. And they do it as a partnership with their customers. You're not just a customer paying them money. You become a partner with them and they they talk to you and they work with you every step of the way. Um, they also are an industry partner of the Painter Contracting Association and they also do some marketing series and education on the Painter Ed portal. So they are very in tuned to all the painter's needs. We talk with Brandon about marketing, what contractors need to know, what contractors don't need to know. What's the most important things that contractors need to do to get marketing on track? Who can help? How do you know who you can trust? Brandon has a few tips that can get you started in the right direction. Hey, Brandon, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. We really appreciate having you on. I appreciate being on here, Kathy and Chris. Thank you. So Brandon, we want to start off with introducing you to our audience. And we probably have similar people who listen to our podcasts. Um, I know you do a lot of work with people in the trades, especially painters. Uh, so why don't I just let you explain a little bit about your business and what you do, and then we'll start talking about marketing. Yeah, it sounds great. So I am the founder of Painter Marketing Pros. We are a full-service digital marketing agency that works exclusively with painting contractors. Uh, we've been around for quite a few years. We are very heavily involved in the Painting Contractors Association. Uh, and I actually run a podcast myself, Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast. We had Tom, uh, founder of Estimate Rocket on there not too long ago. Really enjoyed that. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, highly recommend that you do. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk with you guys. We're excited to talk to you too. Right. I always feel that marketing is kind of a blind spot for most companies. 
Um, I know it, it, it is even for us. So in your opinion, Brandon, where would you say are the biggest gaps or mistakes that most companies make when it comes to marketing? Uh, there's always there's always room to learn, even for me. It is a, no one knows everything, right? So even I, I don't know everything, right? And if if a marketer says that they do, they're lying. You shouldn't use them. And that's part of what makes marketing so exciting is it's constantly evolving. The technologies are evolving. No one fully understands Google or Facebook's algorithm. I'm not going to get too techie or geek out here, uh, but it's a fun space. It's definitely a dynamic space. Some of the, again, I'm going to focus everything on painting contractors here. So I understand you guys have a, a broader audience than that, but everything I'm speaking about is specifically related to painting contractors. Uh, biggest mistake that I see, and the I would say the opposite of Painter Marketing Pro's customer avatar. Um, you know, we work really well with painting company owners who have long-term ambitious growth goals and who view their company as a business. They are business owners; they are not painters, right? And there's the debate between whether you can be both or not, but they really primarily view it as a business. That's who we work with. Uh, these, these painting company owners who say, I've never spent a, a dime on marketing, right? Now I'm at 500,000 or, or a million, or maybe even several million. If they've been around for enough years, you can get there, uh, without really doing marketing. It's just going to take you a long time. So that to me is the, the number one, um, mistake that I see in the industry at large is this badge of honor of, hey, I've never spent anything on marketing, save the, those dollars, don't give them away, You know, not viewing it as an investment, viewing it as an expense, that's a, an uneducated way to look at marketing. And I think painting as a whole, I think the painting industry is a bit behind the curve. I think roofing, HVAC, plumbing, um, even electrician, all, all those industries are more, a little bit farther ahead in terms of the marketing life cycle than painting is, which does present a host of opportunities. So people listening to these podcasts, to, to our podcast, to your podcast, they tend to be the more growth oriented, uh, mm -hmm. forward focused painting company owners. And I think now is just a phenomenal time to be doing this and, mm -hmm. and all this access to information that it didn't really exist, you know, five years ago. Mm -hmm. So essentially you're on the forefront of a wave right now, which is great. I love hearing people say, oh, I've never spent a dime on marketing. Excellent. You know, you'll be left way behind. That's great. Keep not spending a dime on marketing. Uh, so that's the number one issue. Uh, number two is relying on shared leads. You know, it's the easy button. So Angie, um, Thumbtack, you know, things like that, right? Craftjack, hey, I'm, I'm going to buy it and and they'll just give me the leads. Mm -hmm. We know that doesn't work very well. We know that the cost per lead has gone up considerably over the past one to two years. And yet people keep doing it because it's the easy button. Anytime there is an easy button, and this goes to Google campaigns, right? To smart campaigns, how you just set it up and, and let Google's algorithm do its thing. It goes to Facebook, hey, just boost your posts and we'll make sure more people see it, but there's no real clear strategy there. There's no clear call to actually have no idea actually what you're doing when you do that. Mm -hmm. An easy button doesn't work. An easy button means that everyone in the world can do it. And if everyone in the world can do it, then it means they're just trying to take money from you because you're not differentiating, you're not winning by doing that. So easy buttons don't work and that includes shared leads. Uh, and then number three would be neglecting the sales process. So I think there's a very big focus on leads. You know, the answer is either I don't have enough leads or, hey, the leads that I get, they're not good enough. You know, hey, I hired this marketing agency, but they were getting me leads, but they those just those leads were garbage. You know, those leads weren't, weren't turning into jobs. What's your sales process like? Is it, hey, a, a lead comes in, if they go to your website and they fill out the form, is it 
well, I'm going to call them back within an hour or I'm going to call them back at lunch or I'm going to get back to them within the next business day. Or is it 60 seconds? Because it should be 60 seconds. Mm. But unless you have a dialed in CRM, unless you have automations, unless you, you've actually really spent intentional time on your sales process, it's unlikely to be 60 seconds. If they don't answer, what happens? Do you have a, a text message that goes out right away? You know, hey, hey, John, this is Bob with Bob's House Painting. So you're, you just requested a free estimate, wanted to reach out right away. You know, do you have a moment to speak? If they don't respond to that, do you send them a link to self-book to get on your calendar? Do you make it as easy as humanly possible for that lead to get on your calendar? Because if you're not, you're wasting leads. And then you're going to blame not enough leads or you're going to blame the quality of leads when maybe that's actually not the problem. And then number four related to that is not maximizing the value of each lead. So when a lead comes in, if you don't address it correctly, you are probably not going to close at, a, at as high of a rate as you can. Uh, your slippage will be higher. You won't set as many estimates as you should. Your close rate, because you're not treating the lead um, like you should, maybe at best case scenario, you're sending a, a reminder like, hey, we'll be there tomorrow. That's, that's better than most painting companies, unfortunately, but it's not nearly good enough. So you're not pre-positioning yourself for a sale, meaning you walk in and you're a commodity. Like, hey, I'm Bob. Here's my price. You know, Now compare it to Chuck compared to everyone else who comes in and just kind of pick the lowest one because we're all the same. So you haven't done anything to differentiate yourself when you walk into that house. You don't do anything to differentiate yourself after you leave the house. You just hope that magically they pick you, right? And you wonder why you end up competing on costs. Uh, you reach out to leads and after two or three days, they don't get back to you. Oh, okay. I lost the lead. Didn't work. Well, maybe they actually didn't pick anyone. Maybe they got mm -hmm. really busy. Mm -hmm. So people walk away from these leads way too quickly uh, we have follow-ups that will actually extend out to a year. Doesn't mean we're going to text them every day for a year. You don't want to spam people, but you shouldn't just neglect the lead. It's a lead. A lot of times these leads don't choose anyone and people, everyone just gives up, right? So that's kind of silly. And then the past leads, past customers, again, related to not maximizing lead value, the repeat and referral, there's no active process there, right? There's no like, hey, we, we completed the project. You know, hey, we, we do offer uh, $250 to you. And 10% off, if you refer us to a friend, family member, coworker, anyone who needs work, you know, we'd be very excited. If you think we did a good job, we'd be very excited to take care of them as well uh, and, and make sure you're taken care of in the process. There should be something really active there. Past leads, they didn't, again, they didn't close. Uh, send them a holiday special, send them something. It's this treasure trove. Brandon Lewis is really big about this. It's this mm -hmm. treasure trove of, of leads. And we're always looking for new leads. Oh, you need new lead and better lead. You probably have a whole host of value in your past leads, hopefully you have a CRM or, or at least an Excel file or something with all the leads that you've had in the past. Don't just ignore that. So there's a, a whole lot of uh, mistakes that, that we see painting mm. company companies make. That's, that's really interesting. Well, there's some good news and bad news there. Good news is there's help really close by potentially. In other words, mm -hmm. you may think you have to go out and figure out how to build your business and how to get more leads. And you're saying, well, actually, it may be closer than you think. You may not know exactly how to get to it or what to do with it, but maybe the leads are there. I know Brandon Lewis. Yeah. You, you mentioned his name and he's really big on the repeat business. And mm -hmm. I, I know he's done tons of education on everybody, you know, stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime. And um, <laughs> this guy, I like he, that one, Chris. <laughs> oh, he's got plenty of little aphorisms like that. But um, you know, I think that that's some good news that it may not be, you know, too far off, you know, uh, past the horizon. The other part though, is there's people, maybe they give responses like I've never done a bit of marketing and look where I'm at, like you mentioned before, but that could be a defense mechanism for being afraid 
for this nebulous world of marketing mm. that a lot of contractors don't really know a lot about. They're just learning. A lot of them are maybe just learning how to run a business after having been a technician or craftsman, craftsperson for all those years. Running a business is hard enough to learn. Marketing, man, you that that's where a lot of people feel lost really fast. So I can imagine them being very fearful about that. And maybe that's why people brag about, and you're saying, but there's so much lost time and money you know, mm. and, and it's not, not everybody's going to make it if you don't market. That's the other thing too. I, I wonder if you're being a little nice there because there's so much competition in business. If anybody's read the e-myth, you know, a lot of businesses fail in the first few years, mm -hmm. but um, it may be a result of lack of marketing and listening to some of these uh, veterans maybe who didn't do a lot of marketing and maybe got lucky, or maybe there's some business boom, economic boom that, you know, we don't know the reason, but would you say, that marketing kind of has to be done and there's a lot of risk. There's probably a lot of risk that these veterans aren't really tell, telling you about. Yeah. So I think the, the non-marketing approach is just the, the long, slow kind of slog. Mm -hmm. You can get there if you're, if you have the grit, if you have the persistence, I think you can absolutely get there, mm. especially in painting. You know, it, it's not okay. um, the total addressable market that TAM is very large, right? There's, so there's, there are like a, bazillion houses, right? So, so you, there are a ton of commercial properties. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, the opportunity for work is abundant. Uh, the barrier is somewhat low. The, the, um, I'd say the expectations of the industry a, as a whole are generally kind of low, just mm -hmm. because a lot of painting companies are not the most professionally run. Their sales process is not the most professional. And I think the, the biggest risk to any business is running out of cash. Right. And this is where I'm a little atypical, I think, with marketing agencies is I you're typically going to hear, hey, you got to invest money to make money. It's true. Right. You, hey, you should you should play offensively. You, you have to be sales and market. All that is 100 percent true. But the number one rule of business is, is don't go out of business. And the number one reason businesses go out of business is they run out of cash. So don't get taken advantage of either look for an agency that has experience working with painting companies that is reputable um, or hire an in-house marketing person. Right. You can also do that. You can pull someone in house, but make sure they have good experience. Don't get taken advantage of um, by by either an agency or a contractor or you know an employee or whatever that ends up being. But yeah, this this idea of doing it without marketing, it's slow, it's inefficient, uh, and it's really largely ineffective. You can have a lifestyle business, but you're gonna stay involved in the day to day for a very long time. Whereas if you really want to view yourself more as an owner working on rather than in the business, you do need to find that specialized help. And marketing is a steep, steep learning curve. So unless you are already really familiar with that, it is going to be one of the most difficult things to try to learn, to try to do it yourself um, out of all the aspects possible in running your business. Mm. Yeah. And, and we know, even though we're a high-tech company, we know marketing, it's the wild, wild west. And to your point, you have to be so careful who you engage with because we don't know, you know, sales to me is, is intuitive. You know, I know how to do a really good sales process, but I don't know how to market. And most people don't. And you engage with a company and you have to trust them, trust that you're going to pay them money and they're actually going to deliver on their promises. And I like how you encourage people to 
ask for accountability, to make sure that you're in sync with your customer and and you have milestones that you agree to and you can be accountable for. I mean, those things are really important when you engage with a marketing company because not too many people understand about marketing. And I know I don't either. So that's why it's so much fun talking to you. Yeah, I appreciate that, Caddy. And and the uh, the idea of, yes, you have to trust. But again, like you said, having the accountability, trust, but verify. Yes. Right? So we we use, uh, we use a software called Agency Analytics. We have basically all the lead flows from all the different sources reported there and then provide our partners a 24-7 dashboard that they can go in, log in and see what's going on. So if you don't have that kind of data, if you don't actually know exactly what's going on, hey, you got um, 15, 15 leads over the past week, here's where they came from, right? Mm-hmm. Six from organic, we got nine from paid ads, whatever that is. If you can't actually drill down and see that, if, you, if you're just in this sort of holding pattern, like, hey, don't worry, things are going great. Well, no, they're really not. I, you know, I feel like I'm losing money. Hey, don't, you know, don't worry, hold on. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm about to go bankrupt. If that's how you feel, you probably need to reconsider who you're working with. And then- uh, Chris, with what you said, you know the the idea of marketing being necessity. I do largely agree with that, and I think I think a lot of companies are so dependent on the macro economy and what's going on. You know, COVID ended up being a scary and, and bad thing initially, and then it ended up creating a huge boom for the painting market. It ended up uh, really helping a lot of painting contractors, and then this past year has been a little bit more difficult. There's been a bit of a pullback with economic concerns and inflation and and kind of the stimulus money is no longer flowing in and all this kind of stuff. And, and then election year coming up and that always creates a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We find painting companies sort of looking, looking either to, to blame or, you know, not really understanding what's happening. Right. And so the, the idea of taking full accountability of your marketing, understanding that macro forces are in play mm-hmm. and understanding, you know, the, the rise and the, the fall of the tides um, but ultimately, when the tide does fall, it, it's going to eliminate the companies that that don't market. It's going to eliminate the companies that don't have good sales process, that don't know their numbers, don't mm-hmm. know their financials. So they're going out and doing projects, but they don't actually know what margin they're making on it. Those companies tend to fall by the wayside when things get hard, whereas the other companies tend to accumulate market share. And actually, a hard time can be one of the best growth opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think you make a lot of really good points. I mean, I'm I'm listening and learning as you talk. Um, and I've just seen so many contractors, they they hit a spot where they feel like they're successful, but it always worries me if a contractor is not doing everything they can to yeah. learn all the parts of the business that even if they think it's going well, to just keep sharpening their tools all the time, to keep sharpening their employees, to get smarter as a company. Because there's a few things that happen is sometimes things change, everything changes and it may be economics. It could be, um, it could be competitors, you know, creeping up, which is always happening. It could be an employee leaves or it could be, who knows? I mean, you have health problems. There, there's so many things that if you don't have always working to sharpen your edge, there's too many things that could come against a contractor. Business is, you know, very fluid and it's, it's super dynamic and it has to, I always say business is not just about numbers or money. It's about people and yeah. people are fluid. You know, we're changing oh, all the time in our people. interactions. It's just exponentially. There's so much, this is where chaos theory comes in because every variable has a thousand variables mm-hmm. that influence that. And each of those thousand have a thousand. That, and some people just believe there's not a whole lot of prediction. You could do it all. I, I think there is 
at the macro level, Mm -hmm. a lot that you can actually do. But um, it's truly, if you're not doing everything you can do, then you are subject to the changes that are Mm -hmm. happening all around you. You're, you're just kind of be going to be pulled back and forth with your environmental changes. So got to have something at the core that's growing and getting smarter all the time. Um, Do you feel like with marketing and you, I know you help a lot of companies um, that there are a few keys that you help people do. And it may be just about how to find the right company to help. You're a company to help. Maybe it's truly about, I can't even tell you a few tips because I don't know exactly how you'd apply it or even would you understand it. I want to, I want to tell you three tips on how to know who to work with to help you with your marketing. I I just wondered like, what are the few things that you tell people? Yeah, absolutely. So I I do have actually a a few things to share. I want to comment generally on what you just said because I love it. So the, the input output, we control the input. We don't really directly control the output, right? So there are a lot of, a lot of variables in play. Anytime something bad happens, so, oh, inflation goes through the roof. So homeowners are, are reticent to, to do these home improvement projects right now. Great. Awesome. Anything bad happens, that's great because it's happening to your competitors too. And you're going to be smarter than them. You're going to use it as an opportunity and you're going to take market share. If And someone else is going to quit and you're not going to quit. So anytime something bad happens to me, I'm like, man, that's awesome. That is such a terrible thing. Thank God it happened because it's going to happen to somebody else. So mm-hmm. that's a winner's attitude. Right. The uh, not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I, I have off days, but that's the attitude to keep in mind mm-hmm. when these macro things happen. The top three things that, that I see uh, build a strong online presence. So there we view marketing as as um, really holistic. Right. So you should be touching people online in all different kinds of ways. You should be touching them offline. You should have wrap vans. You should have yard signs. You should be doing five round, 10 round, 15 round when you're doing estimates. You should be doing things like this. Mm-hmm. But above all of it is your website and your online presence. I firmly believe that. Have a strong online presence. Be the 100-pound gorilla in your local service area. Dominate all the cities. Dominate all the services in your service area. People are searching painter near me, exterior painter, best painter, you know, Dayton, best painter, uh, Tampa. Be number one, or at least be top three. Be in the map pack, because that you're going to get so much lead value, lead volume, and so much just authority from that. Those leads Did are going to say be in the map pack? As yeah. it comes up yeah. on Google Maps, right? Yes, yeah, I sure. love that. Yeah, so the Google Business Profile they show the three three results, you know, at the top. Right now, it's under local service ads and then under pay per click. Um, but it's that map pack. It's very big on mobile. You know, the majority of searches are actually on mobile, and so the the map pack is actually pri- primarily dominates that. Right, okay. you see reviews right away. You can click into the website. You can you can see the posts, all of that stuff. So, just dominate online. Um, number two is higher a reputable agency or a great in-house mm-hmm. marketing director. Uh, option number three is learn how to do it all yourself. This is what I did. I started in this game because I, I built and sold a, an auto detail business. That was also a commodity. Uh, it, was, it was not, I would say it was even harder, potentially even more of a commodity, even more of a kind of a, a thing that was difficult to really create value that seemed different from other competitors. Um, so I had to get really good at marketing, but I fell in love with it. I spent a, a bunch of time on it. If you don't feel really passionate about it, then find someone who does or an agency who does someone who can demonstrate uh, a proven track record and can also show you the results as you go. So you're not being you know, bamboozled. And then number three, have a great lead handling process. So your sales process, how you handle the repeat referral, the stuff that we talked about before. Don't think it's all about the leads. The leads is just the beginning. So the way I view it is you, and not, not to dive too deep into the weeds here. But Jason Phillips and I have spent a lot of time together. He's talked about 
how he really has viewed his company, Phillips Home Improvements. They, I think they're at around 12 million or 14 million or something in revenue right now per year. He's viewed it in three stages. Number one, he was a painting company. Number two, he was a sales and marketing company. And then now number three, with his size, he's he's a people company with a heavy focus on sales and marketing. But ultimately, the painting is the widget. It doesn't matter that you're selling the painting. You could be selling the painting. You could be selling electrical rewiring. You could be selling dental services. You could be selling pool installation. The painting is the widget. Do a quality job. Do a good job. If you're a shoddy company, you shouldn't be in the market. But at that point, the painting is the widget. The yeah. company is actually the sales, the marketing, the management, the customer experience. What you're selling is the peace of mind. The reality is most of these projects, homeowners could do themselves. If it's purely about the painting, that's it. If it's just painting and, and, and dollars and that's it, we don't factor in time. We don't factor in warranty or ease or any of that. The homeowners are going to do these projects themselves. Cabinet refinishing, maybe not. Interior painting, yes. Even a lot of exterior painting they can do. So it's not obviously not about that, which means it's about the ease. It's about the trust. Ultimately, it's about the experience. That experience starts before a, a prospect even comes to you. It starts with your online presence, starts with your offline presence. And it starts with basically dominating your service area and having a very professional appearance. Then when someone enters your ecosystem because they decide to you know, submit a lead form or they decide to submit your web form or call you or whatever whatever it is, how do you handle that lead? Are you, are you really fast? Are you persistent, but in a helpful way, not a spammy way? Or are you just say, well, you know, they call me back a day later. If it takes them that long to call me back when they don't have my money, I can only imagine the level of service that they're going to give me after. I yeah, after they got, the, they got your money. Well said. Right? right? That's, yeah. They think exactly. that's your best foot. If your mm -hmm. best foot is not great, they are, that does not instill confidence that you are going to take care of them if something goes wrong in the project. And if something if something will go wrong in your project, you grow a, a big enough company, of course, you're not perfect. No one's perfect. No company is perfect. Things are going to go wrong. And, and again, I have to go off... Feel like I'm going off on tangents here, but negative reviews can be a great opportunity to actually show what a great company you run. So when things go wrong, ultimately you need to instill that trust in a in a consumer that you're going to stand behind your product and you're going to make it right. That's what people want. Mm -hmm. They want trust. They want ease. They want a good customer experience, and that starts before they even enter enter your uh, ecosystem officially. Mm. And the silly thing is that most companies are not building that trust are yeah. not responding to the customers. Even, even with their own customers, they're ghosting them. They don't get back to them when they call them. And, and I'm just using a phrase that I hear from other people who are hiring contractors to do work at their house or at their office. So um, to your point, it's, it's so, communication is probably a number one skill that that our contractors need to hone in a little bit more because if there's I any mean, complaints that's what i hear about all the time yeah and you're and, right yeah. about leads you know what i say about leads they're like a french fry that's how quickly they get cold and they go on to someone else so to your point of if you can get a, even a text message to that lead in 60 seconds or 10 minutes, it's well worth the money. Yeah. I like that French fry analogy a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People very, mm -hmm. very much underestimate the importance of speed to lead. Mm -hmm. Five minutes max. You you have to be in touch with them. If you can do it 60 seconds, that's really the gold standard. So mm -hmm. we use 
customer relationship management system is just software. So right. if a lead comes through a website or if a lead comes through a paid ad, we have we actually have a system that will call the phone of mm-hmm. the of the uh, appointment setter, or maybe it's the company owner or the call center, whoever is actually conducting, you know, setting those estimates for the painting company, it will call them. It will be a robot. Mm-hmm. Be, hey, Bob, just filled out your form or Bob just submitted a web form. Press one to be connected to Bob. Now you mm-hmm. press one, you're actually giving him a call immediately. He mm-hmm. doesn't answer it, waits, waits 60 seconds or so, and then sends a, a message. So it appears more natural, right? Mm-hmm. But it's ultimately, if you as a painting company owner say, well, I'm always on top of it. You know, I, I see when leads come in, I pick up the phone, I call them right away. Excellent. That's that's a lot better than a lot of people. It's not scalable. As you mm-hmm. grow your company, exactly. You add more crews as you add more. You're not going to be able to call everybody right away, follow up everybody right. Away. Balls will inevitably get dropped. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of painting companies that um, hire virtual assistants. So yeah. there are good virtual assistants that you can hire. You know, nine dollars an hour, seven dollars an hour. There's different ranges, but um, you know, you can hire them to call right away. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you know, using different people in different parts of the world, you can have, uh, you can hire multiple people and you can basically have it 24 seven. Right. One one piece of advice I do have with that, obviously that's what a lot of answering services do. And, you know, it's kind of who they employ some of them as well. Um, Sometimes overseas talent, listen to the calls. So you can listen to those calls. Those calls are recorded. We have Mm -hmm. partners we work with who use answering services. There are a few good ones that we've come across. There are quite a few uh, that I'm thinking, man, like the, this, you know, and, and we've alerted, we've alerted our partners to it and we've had call centers switched. And because some of these call centers are really not handling the lead the way that you would want the lead to be handled. Right. Interesting. Huh, so good. hold them accountable as well. Right. Well, it sounds like you do a lot for companies. I mean, as you're talking, I'm like, wow, they, they really are providing some concierge services and you call them partners, your clients, right? I mean, um, so, and and is there intention behind that kind of basically is the message there, Hey, we're going to do what we can with you, not for you, because there's a lot that you guys have to do on your end to make sure this, this works as well as it can. Cause as you said, no, no system is perfect. No technology is perfect. Is there, I just wanted to hear behind the word partner that you use there. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So the yeah, we don't view it as a vendor-client relationship. We view it as an extension of your team. So if you hire painter marketing pros, that is the substitute for you hiring an internal marketing director. We are essentially your internal marketing director. We have a system that we know works, but we are also going to hold you accountable. So we're at a minimum going to get on a call with you, a video call, once every month, and ideally more than that. We're going to communicate with you a minimum of every two weeks. Uh, basically, we're going to be on top of the ball. And if you're not, then we're going to be kind of more on top of the ball. If if we're not constant communication, then that relationship is souring and things aren't going how they need to be going. Uh, so we very much view it as a partnership. Your success is our success. Uh, it's not a, hey, just pay us money every month and don't worry about it. You know, we'll take care of it and we'll kind of send you these automated. <laughs> that was the philosophy of a company we just had to get rid of. <laughs> just keep Just keep paying us and we're not going to be accountable for anything. You know, and it was, I wasn't involved in that, but it was a disaster as I heard. So it's so refreshing. You you ever seen the Wolf of Wall Street with, uh, yes, is is talking, um, you know, they're out to launch and, and it's where, uh, he was explaining how the model works. He's basically saying, Hey, you need to keep them on the, 
the merry go, you know, the Ferris wheel or whatever, and just keep them round and round and round. And that's basically what a lot of these agencies will do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really like also that when you are talking about how you've set up your company, so your customers can go into a portal and look at their leads and look at the status of where everything stands. It, it, it made me think of you're a lot like an investment firm. You know, I invest my money in my 401k and I get to go into the portal and see how it's doing every day. And, and I don't look at it every day, but you know, I have the ability to do that. I love your accountability to your partners how you pay me this this week, and I'm going to show you how that money is working on your behalf. And to me, that's really great communication and transparency. And, you know, your your whole philosophy is very similar to the way we are at Estimate Rocket. We, we try to go over and above to communicate with our clients, to educate them, to work with them, to coach them, to help them get the very best out of not only using the software, but out of their business. We want them to thrive. And it seems like you have those same core values. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So the my background is a little bit different from a lot of agency owners. A lot of agency owners come from sales or you know, background similar to that, a little bit more hard charging. My background is actually in finance. So okay. I was, uh, I did investment banking for three years. I did private equity for two years. And then I was CFO of a software company for a couple of years. Uh, and then ultimately went the entrepreneurship route and started a mobile auto detail business. So for me, the numbers looking at it as a business, the return on investment, that's what comes more naturally to me. Mm -hmm. um, art sale, the, the push, the flash, uh, that that's not as much our style. You know, we view it more as a business for ourselves and also for our partners. So that's why you got along with our founder so well, because <laughs> he's, he's a finance major and a finance geek. And and really, yeah. Estimate Rocket is all about finance. You yeah. know, it looks a little gamified, so it's not scary. But at the end of the day, we are having our customers focus in on their profitability every single day on the job. And that makes a huge difference in, in how much money they make every year. So yeah, you're sharing some, some numbers of, of what you guys have done and what Tom, you know, founder has done uh, for companies. And prior to when we actually started this recording, it was impressive to say the least. So I'm looking forward to all four of us getting on a, a pretty interesting, I guess it'll be third podcast now between Painter Marketing Pros and Estimate Rocket and, and kind of diving into some of this stuff. If people do want to reach out to me, if they if they have any questions or or anything like that, uh, they could send me an email. So it's probably the best way if they just send an email to Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, at Painter Marketing Pros, plural pros, PainterMarketingPros.com. Uh, I'll, I'll get back with them. Awesome. I want to congratulate you. I think you've done an outstanding job with this company. And I like your core values. I like your ethics. Um, I think you're going to really help the Estimate Rocket community dig in and do some wonderful things with their marketing. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors is brought to you by Estimate Rocket, makers of the top sales and job management software for contractors. Manage the chaos and rocket your business to the next level.
Painted podcasts are produced by the Painted Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.